Um, honestly speaking, the funny thing about playing video games is if you can't hear them, you don't know how old they are, right? True. You don't know their gender. You don't know their age. You don't know their anything, their race. You don't know anything about them other than what you see, those words you see on the screen, right? So you, you tend to get a feeling of whether someone is young or not by the way they speak or the way they type or, you know, do they use a lot of text speak? Do they, do they you know, use a lot of curse, curse words and whatever? No, it's that sort of thing where you go, okay, you might be a bit on the young side. But ultimately, my, my interactions with players tend to be, I, I try to silence them with humor. So if someone so someone says, oh, you must be hacking, I'll say, yeah, I'm hacking like I've got the crown jewels underneath my bum. You know, it was something stupid, but it's just, you know, people, and then what happens is you get the people in the server on your side because they realize that you're just above all this rubbish. Another week, another podcast, and this one I'm excited about. I'm very excited about because, uh, I mean, we already have the answer to, to today's topic, life, the universe, and everything, and it's 42, but we have an amazing guest today, Sergeant Danger Cow, Hello. and uh, he's, he's, he's going to be breaking down the quantum physics of why it's 42, so, so you, guys just, you, you guys just stay in and get no, I'm just messing with you. Today, we're just going to be talking about uh, various things, and we do have Sergeant Danger Cow here, our guest. He is an EA game changer. He is a content creator and an amazing pilot, a father, a husband, just to name a few of his accolades. How are you doing, Sergeant Danger Cow? Um, I am, all things considered, pandemic, etc. doing very well. Thank you very much. I hope you're all well and that you're well yourself, did I? So, uh, um, how are you doing? I mean, this whole pandemic thing, how's it, how's it going for you? Uh, I was lucky from the beginning to be uh, to be uh, labeled as essential, uh, both me and my wife. Uh, my kids took it a little harder. The two in college, they uh, they got uh, uh, they got laid off from their jobs during the pandemic. But we uh, we did good. Nobody has gotten sick. We've been doing really well. Uh, a lot of people yes. have had it worse, so I can't complain. How about you? Have uh, you guys weathered it pretty well? Yeah, I think the hardest thing um, for us because we we. Uh, we're in the hospitality business, so we have uh, holiday lets, and we we struggle quite badly in terms of we've taken about a sixty percent hit on our earnings. Um, we've had a we've had a lot, couple of long term earnings, uh, long term lets, sorry, over the winter, uh, which have helped a lot. But yeah, like most people in um, in that kind of world, it's it's been pretty it's been pretty crappy to be honest um but aside from that health wise i've had it my wife's had it um i've come out the other side of it now and i don't i don't have pretty much any symptoms now i don't have any shortness of breath i don't have any phantosmia i don't have any of that nonsense so i think i'm hope i'm pretty much through it so. now did you use lose your uh, sense of taste and smell when you got it? i heard that happens to a lot yeah. of people yeah, I but weirdly, I like um, I had it quite that that happened about day four of my symptoms. It wasn't like one of the early symptoms. And I knew I had it because I felt kind of like I had the flu, which is one of the other, you know, you feel a bit kind of like low, your muscles are a bit achy, you feel a bit kind of like, um, and and then like by day, two, the headache was the worst thing by far. And then by day two or three, um, I started this thing called uh, what's it called uh, cutaneous hyperesthesia when your skin becomes really really super sensitive and that was incredibly painful just to like wear put any kind of top on my body was really bad so I just spent most of my isolation in the bath because then I wasn't you know I wasn't touching anything uh, almost like a my... sunburn huh oh yeah and and then some it's like having someone drive an ice pick into every single pore of your body. It, it was unbelievably excruciating. And then, yeah, and then the, the, the taste and smell thing is weird. It's very disconcerting because you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't taste anything, you don't smell it. So you walk into a room and it doesn't smell like a room or you're eating food and it just basically tastes like water but with a bit of texture to it. It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. It's something you take for granted, you know, is, is the taste and smell. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, so we're going to get into some questions first, but first, you know, uh, I met, mm -hmm. I met danger. The first time I met you was, uh, at EA play, uh, down in Hollywood and instantly I w you know, that was during an event to give some feedback and I was, I was thoroughly impressed. You know, you, you were very thorough taking notes. And I remember one of the things that we, uh, that, that we pushed to get implemented during that event was the compasses, you know, before there weren't any yeah. compasses in, uh, in battlefield on the mini maps and, you know, as, as competitive players, uh, uh, and people that, that use the teamwork highly, the compasses were the thing. So, you know, if it, anybody not familiar with Sergeant Danger, uh, he, he, he contributes a lot in the EA Game Changer program, and a lot of the things that, that you may see in game is uh, is, uh, is a result of his feedback. Um, but before we get into it, we are going to uh, we're going to show a little clip here. Anybody who's played Battlefield Five and has uh, uh, experienced a struggle of uh, calling in a V1 rocket, you're going to uh, you're going to appreciate this video. So we're going to roll this video uh, right here, uh, Sergeant Danger Cow. Well, well done, everyone. Well done. I think, um, you know, smoking if you've got them. Uh, just make sure you take care of each other's wounds and uh, resupply ammo and whatnot. Hmm? What do you mean you don't have any ammo? What do you mean you don't have any ammo at all? Or, well, you're not support. What are you? You're assault. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Perkins, what have you got? You're assault too. I see. I see. Smith, you were a medic last time. Uh, no, you've switched to assault as well, have you? <laughs> I see. Well, I'm assault, and all of you are assault, which means we don't have any medic, and we don't have any ammo. Now, this could provide to be a little bit of a problem later on, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, of course, if it's still there. <sighs> right. I'm going to pop on to HQ and order a Bally V1 rocket onto Delta. Hello, HQ. HQ, hello, how are you? Yeah, how are Middlesex doing? 72 for three. Oh, dear. Well, we're on a bit of a sticky wicket ourselves out here. We've just taken Bravo. We would like to drop a V1 rocket onto Delta. Yes, yes. Yeah, immediately. I need, I need to stand, okay, so I need to stand up. I need to stand up and look out, okay. No, hang on, I can't, I can't get them to work. Okay, they're working. Badly unfortunate, let me try that again. Hello, HQ, hello. Yes, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm awfully sorry, but I, I was cut off last time, I was just trying to, order the uh, the v1 in and i got shot is there any chance i don't have to uh, to stand no you want me to stand in the open and look at the thing okay well um you know i mean it, it, it's fine it's fine it's just they don't work quite as smoothly as one would like because okay no okay no Okay, I've got them, I've got them, I've got them. Okay, so I'd like you to put it over. <sighs> right. We need this one bloody more shot. And then I, I'm not doing this again. It's ridiculous. I don't care how many kills I get. Right, you, HQ, give me a... B no. Don't, don't you, don't you put me on hold. I don't care how many other people. I've been waiting here for this. Right. Okay, I'm nearly there. Okay, I've got it, I've got it, okay, okay, and launch, 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 why aren't, why aren't you launching, what do you mean the Germans have already put one up in the air, well, how, how long do I have to wait, 25, 25 seconds, I mean this is a battle, you know, I'm meant to be throwing things at them, throwing things back at me, it's, it's not, you know, it's not risk. It's battlefield. Well, I know. But, um... Oh. All right. So, uh... Yeah, I love that. That danger. That was a good one. That was a good one. Um... So, getting into it. Getting into it. Myself, uh... We are on the uh, we are on the uh, latter side when it comes to uh, uh, the gamer age. 
um yeah, we yeah. are you know we are uh we are i like to say experienced you know what i mean we're in the we're in the, we're in the uh pension plan we're in the pension yeah. plan ages and things yeah so um now as somebody you know when i first put my hand on a controller i knew that that was going to be something i was going to be into for a long time you know it was original atari back in the day um and i've played just about every system since and you know, when I, when I was, when I was a kid and I was playing video games, playing video games was, you know, for back lack of a better term, what, what, you know, what the losers did what the people that couldn't play sports and things like that, you know, did, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, as widely as accepted as it is now, you know, it was, it was something that, that, you know, the slackers did, uh, was, was play video games and, now as a father you know my kids have been raised up that video games were out when they were born you know they've been they've had they've had video games since since day one and it's a different culture what how how do you find yourself adjusting to that because just like anything just you know whether it's it's uh uh you know hunting or fishing or or any other any other hobby that somebody might have you know if it is if it is abused it can it can become something negative but now video gaming doesn't have the negative stigmata that it did when me and you were growing up how do you balance that and handle that with your kids um it's funny you know they my kids are a lot more mobile uh, oriented at the moment they they have a switch um and they love playing games on there what I find interesting now is that there's two things will happen. Either I'll play the game and I won't have a clue what's going on. I'll be completely inept at it. Or you'll have that wonderful moment as any parent will have with a, with a kid who games when they come looking up at your bright eyes and say, dad, can you, can you help me with this bit? I can't get through. I've been stuck on it for ages. And you just kind of sworn in there sit down and go, right, kid, give me that controller, Beep, blah, bloop, and you're done. And, and they just look at you like you're a god. And it's, to, it's just so wonderful. To, and to be able to say to them, hey, have you, or, or just, have you thought about maybe looking in that pot there? Or have you tried breaking that bit of the wall? Because you know how games work and you're just passing on those years of experience down to them. And um, in terms of actually them gaming, it's, as, as, you know, a 45-year-old, like you said, we grew up when games weren't as accessible immediately as they are now. They're not in your hand all the time on your phone or on, you know, whatever. So I think we're growing up in a very different world to them. And so to try and say, back in my day, it was not like this and, you've, you know, you're doing it all wrong and you should be outside more. It's like, yeah, okay, get them outside, of course. Get them running around. Exercise is really, really important. But... If this is something they want to do, don't stamp it out. It's the same with anything. It's like why why would gaming have less um, less credence than anything else? Like you know, like you say, hunting and fishing. So you got to come out and learn how to hunt. Why? Why why would that take preference over playing a game? You know, it's like it's it's a hobby. You want to do it. And okay, you know, if in a survival situation, being able to beat Mario level three is is not going to get you very far <laughs> right right but, but at the same time you know passion is passion and i don't think you should you should knock that out of any any children at all well and i i think i think me and you also we you know we or i know i probably do unconsciously look through that through a narrow lens because i mean i obviously don't you know uh hamper my my kids video game playing and and there there would be no way that i could because they would be like what are you talking about dad you you know you went to sweden because you play video game you know yeah, and there is. Like that. <laughs> you know they we there's some there's some other struggles on the other side of that you know when when that that you can put that out there um now let me ask you this how old are your kids uh, so my eldest is uh, 14. My second is very, like a smidge away from 13. And then uh, it's 10 and 5. Now, does your 14-year-old, does he play any of the uh, more competitive-oriented games like Battlefield and things like that that you play? Uh, it, it's a she. Sorry, I should have said that. Oh, I've, sorry. It's, it's girl, 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 boy in uh, you know uh, age order. Gotcha. And, and so, uh, no, not yet. Um, I, I'm not sure that my girls are massively interested in battlefield. Um, uh -huh. they're like they're more sort of, um, 
uh, like anime based games or, or Mario games or Splatoon, stuff like that, which is a little bit more, um, or should I say less gory and less uh, visceral than Battlefield. But my youngest daughter, uh, sorry, my second, second eldest daughter is, is desperate to play Sea of Thieves with me. But she's, she's just, um, she's been saving up her money because she's an actress and she gets jobs. And when she gets jobs, she gets paid and she's, she's saved up a fair chunk of cash and she wants to buy a gaming. So she said laptop, of course, I shuddered and said, no, 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 no child of mine will be using a laptop you, to you've game. You've got to get a rig. Whoa, whoa, exactly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, yeah. let's check no. this thing out. So anyway, so she's desperate to play Sea of Thieves with me, which is which would be wonderful. Um, although I'm not so keen on her hearing her dad curse out other players, uh, you know, for killing me or whatever. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely uh, some uh, hurdles to navigate when when you decide to play with your kids as opposed mm. to playing with uh, with your crew. Well, so what I run into is my oldest is 21. My middle one right. is 19. My youngest is 15. And you were talking about, you know, they get stuck on something and you come in there and you, you know, yeah, bam, bam, you knock it out. Well, and I've run into uh, what, what I run into with my boys because they are all pretty competitive. You know, they played a lot of the same shooters that I have. And what they'll do is when I jump onto a different game the game that i was playing previously like for example my middle one rainbow six siege that is his jam he loves that game me and him played a ton of it together and you know being being, being a gamer i was always slightly better than him and so when i would play something else he would get real good at it you know over there and be like all right dad let's go one-on-one i'd still win you know just because i you know the experience but we have reached a time now you know once he hit about 17 18 like i am I'm overwhelmed with pride that he is as sweaty as he is, but at the same time, I, I am scared to death to go one-on-one with him because there's a good chance yeah. that he, he hadn't beat dad yet. Last time we played, it was a tie and it's by design that we haven't played again just yet. You know, it's well, like, I'm, I've got to be honest with you. So I'm playing, I play my kids at Mario Kart quite a lot. Cause it's, you know, it's fun. It's easy. We just, we just have a look a few rounds or whatever my my daughter beats me every freaking time and it has gotten to the point where i have to my shame i have gone and quietly hidden myself away and looked up youtube tips on how to improve my, my performance because she's kicking my ass and i'm saying you must know some you must know some secret uh-huh. i don't know because there's the no route you're taking I, uh, or they yeah they they know it inside out and i'm just sat there like quietly on the loo or something just going you know tips faster and it's like god almighty so yeah it's 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 you know it's one of those things it's like everything though i think you know there's a mantle to be passed and Mm -hmm. like you say you can be proud of how sweaty they are like my my dad and me our thing was um well he got me into video games and he very much did not like when i beat him like we used to play quake and stuff and one-on-one and he hated it when i beat him absolutely hated it but we used to play squash that was our that was our main thing and ever since I was about seven, um, I was playing squash again. And then one day, I think I was about 16, and I had been to school. I'd had a few lessons at school because I'd never had lessons. So I was just kind of hitting a ball back and forth. And I had a few lessons at school. And suddenly, he was struggling. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then, <laughs> right. then, and then I said to him, next time we came down, I said, Dad, do you fancy going to squash some? Mm, no, my, my knee's playing up a bit, actually, boy. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know. oh, hang on a minute. So, and then, of course, the next time we played, I was 18. So I was, at that point, you know, 6-1, built quite well because I was playing rugby all the time. I absolutely fucking smashed him. Excuse my language, but I absolutely smashed him. <laughs> And he he was not happy. He was like throwing, he was going, you can't hit the ball there. It's it's a let. And I was saying, mm, it's not though, is it? Because you're behind me and I'm dropping the ball. There's no way it's a let. Anyway, so oh, it was it's just wonderful though. When you get when you get to that point and you are being beaten, you go, Yeah, you've got to you've got to say fair play. You can't be yeah, angry yep. about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, you gotta you gotta thing. Yeah, yeah. Means means you did a good job. Me means you did a good yeah. job. Um, so, so before we get any farther into this, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, how you became a game changer, you know, what got you into battlefield, you know, what kind of set you on the path to, to, to where you're at now as, as far as the, the battlefield series. Okay. So, so I very lightly touched on battlefield in 42. Uh, I mean, as in, my, in battlefield 42, not as in 
the year 1942. <laughs> Not quite that old. Um, and uh, but I actually my roots are actually in COD. Um, I started playing with Call of Duty. That was when I was kind of really getting into first player shooters. And um, what happened was Call of Duty went from having private servers. We go. This is a contentious issue, of course. Went from private servers to non-private servers to only public servers, and it absolutely wrecked our community. Our community just basically imploded. We said, well, we can't host anything. We can't kick people. We can't. And so we tried, but it just failed. And so I was kind of like bumbling around at that point. And I look, I, it was when, um, just, just when uh, Bad Company 2 was being released and I'd seen some trailers for it. And I went to the community and said, hey guys, so you maybe looked at this. And they were like, uh, no, it's not for us. So I went, okay, um, I'm out. So I left COD. I left COD completely at that point and became full-time Battlefield. Um, and so Bad Company 2 and then, you know, uh, Battlefield 3 and then uh, 4. And um, 4 was when I had started doing my charity giveaways, like my, my graphics card giveaways and stuff like that. And I was just sat there, just kind of, you know, I just want to do something good with what I have. Uh, and I won't go into all of that, but, um, you know, I want to be able to do some good with and, and give back to the community that I've gained so much from. And that's when I, um, I'm sorry, Bad Company 2 is when I found BSM, which is why I've got BSM Sergeant Danger Cars, British Sergeant's Mess. And they're a community of guys and, you know, they were all in Bad Company 2, they moved to Battlefield 3, and then when Battlefield 4 came out, um, the, the, the problems that they just kind of caused all sorts of issues. But I stuck with Battlefield because I kind of really liked the big big spaces. I like the fact that the, the no game was the same, that it wasn't like this kind of jump around, bounce around stuff. It was like you had to little, a little bit of thought into it. And I liked all of that. Um, so I stuck with it. And then I guess um, I don't really know why, but I don't know if you ever got told why well, you're a game changer um, or anything like this, but I, I was approached by... Um, I can't remember who, I, I, I think, oh, that's what it was. It was Dice Friends Tags. And I I kind of got to know Westy a little bit. And I said, you know, I was watching him play and he was just getting absolutely slaughtered because everyone just wanted his Dice Friends Tags. And I was thinking, and I said, you know, thank God that I don't have Dice Friends Tags. And um, Jeff Braddock <laughs> just said to me, I was laughing on my chair when, you posted that because we were literally in the process of giving you dice friends tags. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's very sweet. And then, uh, like a year later, I came out to LA off my own bat and, you know, paid to come out and see what was what with EA play and, and, um, Dan Mitri of, uh, uh, you know, the, the very much missed Dan Mitri, uh, and yes, Jeff yes. were there and, um, and we were, we were goofing around. And then the next year they said, why don't you come out? you know, as a game changer, but like not the, not the top tier game changer, you know, there's, there's several tiers of it. And, mm -hmm. and then the year after that, it was, yeah, come on, come be a proper one. That was Adam and, um, sorry, part Welsh and, and, uh, just be big Lee kind of dropped that one on me. And I asked Lee, I said, why have you got an old git like me who who's not, you know, I'm not a big YouTuber. I'm not, you know, and they said, basically, cause you're old. <laughs> It's like, it's like you, you're not you're not 20 you know and you, you've got a bit of a bit of uh, sort of life behind you it's like oh okay well you know at least it's at least it's not my opinions then um but i don't know i, I just think for me battlefield is, has always been a community and i know you know that it, there's toxic elements of it of course there are uh as there are with any community i just find it a hell of a lot less toxic than others so i stuck with it and i've enjoyed it I agree. I think I think Battlefield has has an amazing community, um, and and that was that was a big reason why I was you know I was strictly Battlefield for 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 such such a long time um, is the community. The community was uh, absolutely fabulous, and and the interactions and like you uh, you know I started on COD and then jumped over to that um, over to Battlefield and was just was just hooked from 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 then on out. Um, what would you say, you know, you've, you've been to, you've been to several events, you've given a lot of feedback. Um, what, 
what have you seen implemented in any of the battlefield games that you were just that that you had a hand in that because because i've seen you you're very thorough you take notes you know you 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 really and like you said you know that your age yeah it but i believe that the reason they brought you in due to your age is because you know with experience you get a little more thorough you can give you can give feedback without without being negative about it and you've Every time I've seen you at an event, you know, you're very thorough with with what you present to them. So it makes oh, it easy you. for them to digest what what's one of the things that you've seen come into the game that, that you may not necessarily have directly, you know, got in the game, but you know that you've worked on or you had feedback on. Um, I think I think mainly it's just for me, it's about the flow of the game. So it, it's it's hard to put a put a thumbtack in it and say that was me. Um, the only thing I, I well. I, I, I kind of lay claim to it, but I'm suspicious that it was in the works anyway, was I, when Hardline came out and I started playing that, um, I said it would be really good for the cars to be able to do like J turns and, and um, handbrake turns. And it wasn't in the game when it initially launched. I don't think it was anyway, but I said it would be really good um, if that was possible. And that then went into the game. So I don't know if that was me or not, but I like to think it was. But in terms of the actual game itself, I think it's just about finding finding like the balance of the gameplay for me was the main thing. So I'd say like, you know, oh, can we push the, maybe push D flag slightly further up or further down the battlefield or um, things like that. Or I'm not sure that having, one of my big things was, as, as you talked about pilots, I really felt that vehicles were being slightly left out of the thought process, um, particularly when it came to Battlefield 5. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when you went, you went, when you go from Battlefield 1, where the vehicles weren't ever quite right, and the planes were okay, but, you know, they didn't have any throttle control. There wasn't, it was, it was a bit too basic. So the skill gap element was there only because you knew how to turn faster or, in terms of you know your maneuvers you could maneuver faster or maneuver you know out of a problem and i think that's where i tried to concentrate was was mainly on the piloting side of things so when battlefield 5 came out and the planes were pretty rubbish to be honest um i was like quite vehement about they they, they need to be looked at and i've always been with tanks i've always been about like the, the tank snipers you know, the guys who stay about a millimeter outside mm-hmm. of their own base on a hill and then just because they can do that. Yeah. And so when, when Battlefield 5 came out and the turret rotation uh, thing, the turret rotation speed was quite delayed. And um, I thought that was quite good because it meant it, it wasn't like a primary weapon where it would just go and you'd be able to shoot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was useful to have a delay. So you had some sort of chance of getting around. And then they just said, no, we're going to put it back to how it was in Battle of Four. And then it just started, everyone just started tank sniping. And I, I kind of like, I wish they hadn't done that. But then a lot of the people playing tanks were like, well, it's boring. I was like, well, how is it, you know, how is it, how is it boring? How is it not boring just sat on a hill? When, when you're taking a tank and you sit on a hill and you're, you're mm-hmm. on a hill and your team needs you to push a flag, you know, but anyway. Well, and, and I, I can't. I, I can't agree more. That's, you know, uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 was where I come in as well. I didn't I didn't really touch 42. I think I went back and messed with it uh, after the fact. But I uh, uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 was when I come in. And, and one of the things that I loved and, and enjoyed most about the game and got me hooked was the the need for your team and for the other players. And, you know, being in the Game Changer program and submitting feedback and seeing seeing feedback from the community, you know, you get a lot of pushback where people want their class to what their their role on the battlefield to be the best and so you know they're they're always trying to push for their stuff to be the best to where they don't have to rely necessarily you know you've got way more way less people saying you know hey i want to have to rely on my engineer i want to have to rely on my air support you know i want to have to rely on my infantry you get way more people saying no i want the turret to be faster i want reloads to be quicker you know i want i want to be able to jump out and repair my tank or repair it from the inside and so it is it is a tough uh, a tough tug of war it certainly is and i think one of the things that battlefield definitely faces uh is the streamability of it 
um, because Battlefield isn't, you know, like a lot of the reasons that these these um, games like Fortnite and Warzone and that, that, that have taken off is because they're very short, sharp shock things. So you know, you might be playing for twenty five minutes, but there's a character, there's, there's like a story arc to it. There's a beginning, a middle, and an mm-hmm. end. But with Battlefield, it's like there isn't really a beginning. Certainly from an individual perspective, there isn't a beginning. You know, the beginning is you've got no flags, and in the end, you might have lost the game. But it's mm-hmm. very hard to get a sense of the general flow of things. So that's that for me has always been a thing of like Battlefield need to find ways of making it more streamable. Oh, die, sorry. Yeah. And I don't I don't know what the answer is to that, other than for it to be fun and engaging and for people to 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 have fun doing it. But at the same time, you've got to balance that with the gameplay being somewhat fair. Well, and what I've what I've seen kind of disappointing, I'm just going to hit on this just for a second mm. because it's it is it is disappointing to me is um, is what I've noticed a lot. You know, I pay attention to a lot of streamers and I still watch some Battlefield streamers and there's some really good ones out there that are really positive. But it seems like the biggest ones are the most toxic ones, the ones that not only are just toxic about what's going on, but it's they it's almost like they hate the game while they're playing it, you know. And, but that draws a crowd, you know, them yeah. hating the game that they're playing draws a crowd. And not, that's not just with Battlefield. I've seen that in, on, on several other titles and that, you know, um, when it, it's going back to a game being streamable, if the game itself has good content and you're able to stream it and it's entertaining, then you don't have to fall back to that, to, to being negative or toxic about it for it to, you know, for it to, to entertain. And I think that's what happens, you know, when you, when you have a game that is difficult to stream. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting when you get to the point of having uh, potentially sixty four players aside, which is what you know the big the big gas about Battlefield Six is is it's going to be you know a lot more players on the battlefield. That was the sort of exact words out there, weren't there? So, I mean, it's it's very difficult, I think, to get any sense of uh, the individual's effect on a, on the game as a whole in terms of the, when you're playing it, and so when you give when you give feedback you tend to give feedback and stuff from your own point of view as well don't you you like i if you're into tanks you'll give it from a tank perspective and it's a question i think of when you have people who hate on the game and driving driving their viewership up i'm sort of why you i get that it's it's you know oh i can't believe it and you know one of the big guys dr disrespect used to do that all the time he said god damn this game's so rubbish and god sort yours crap out from whoever game he was playing with and you go well there's a certain um attitude of superiority that the big streamers seem to need to have in order to attract the followers but for me if you're being toxic which it kind of is then what is the community you're going to be attracting around yourself and yep. and that it, you know it's I don't want that. If I ever become a big streamer, I certainly don't want to be a toxic one. I want to be somewhere where people can come in and have fun, and and it may not get me a million views, but at least I'll know that people are genuine, right? Right, right. I'm when I stream, I'm the same way. You know, I do it. I do it for the conversation and and for the people and and to just kind of hang out and uh, and enjoy my time playing with uh, with, with like minded people. Um, we're going to switch gears a little bit. And again, this is playing on both mine and, and, and your age. So the Battlefield community, uh, by and large, in my opinion, and, and it's just the interactions that I've had, just the nature of the game, the way it works, it, it attracts, you know, um, um, I don't want to say an older audience, but, you know, the, the, the community that's in Battlefield, for the most part, from what you see is, is, is older not you know call of duty has a lot of squeakers as they call them um and things and things like that and battlefield you know you you do run in from time to time but the in my opinion it's less or in my experience it has been less and since i've you know been playing a a a lot a variety of games you know i've uh i've been exposed to to gamers of of all ages and and uh, with all manner of attitude, uh, you know, you play Sea of Thieves and that being a cross platform as well and geared toward, uh, uh, not necessarily geared toward, but I guess it is with it's the, the cartooniness of the graphics geared toward a younger audience. Um, how do you find your interactions, uh, with, you know, with players that have a large age gap between yourself? 
and and them um honestly speaking the funny thing about playing video games is if you can't hear them you don't know how old they are right true you don't know their gender you don't know their age you don't know their anything their race you don't know anything about them other than what you see those words you see on the screen right so you you tend to get a feeling of whether someone is young or not by the way they speak or the way they type or you know do they use a lot of text speak do they do they you know use a lot of cuss curse words and whatever it's that sort of thing where you go okay you might be a bit on the young side but ultimately my my interactions with players tend to be i i try to silence them with humor so if someone so someone says oh you must be hacking i'll say yeah i'm hacking like i've got the crown jewels underneath my bum you know or something stupid but it's just you know people and then what happens is you get the people in the server on your side because they realize that you're just above all this rubbish and you're not going to turn the server into a place where people don't want to watch what's going on on the chat. So you just, I mean, this morning I was playing Battlefield 1, I was flying around and I was shooting this guy and, you know, I don't want to be disparaging, but he wasn't a very good pilot. And clearly I've had quite a lot of experience as a pilot. I'm not a brilliant pilot, but I can shoot planes down with mediocre pilots in them. And he kept calling me a hacker. He kept asking the server admin to kick me out, all sorts of nonsense. And um, he was saying, you've got a name bot. And I would say, you've got a wonky eye, you know, or, you, you know, you've, you, you've, your, your left nostrils bigger than your right nostril. <laughs> Stupid stuff. Yeah. People, yeah. And people were just laughing because they're going clearly, you know, I'm not going to respond in kind, but they, they get it that, um, you know, in terms of my interactions with people, I don't think, I would say it's actually about 50, 50, like the squeakers tend to be like, in see if these, a lot of the squeakers, I find are actually quite reasonable, especially if they're new. They're quite grateful if you treat them nicely. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you just want to murder kill, right? But a lot of the times you'll go up and say, look, I'm about to log off. I've got a whole bunch of resources. Just take them and I'll crash my ship so you can have my ensign flag as well or whatever. And they, they're quite, they're quite, oh my God, thanks so much. That's amazing. I tend to find the CFEs, the ones who are more, not they, they give you a bit of attitude are the slightly older ones. Um, and for some reason, they always tend to be the French players. I don't know why it is, but <laughs> always the French players. It's like I, I've hardly had an American or, or uh, you know, someone who isn't French come up and say, oh, you, you know, you're really bad or anything. But it's, it's so funny. Maybe it's because I'm playing in a French area server that it's just, uh -huh. you know, survivor, survivor bias. But it's, it's you know, I, I find that a lot of the time, because it is um anonymous which is of course the great danger of, of these things uh that it emboldens people to be or at least to show a truer side of themselves perhaps than they would otherwise and i do get frustrated sometimes when people just keep saying oh you're hacking you're hacking you're hacking you're hacking it's like it does wear you down a little bit but ultimately you go look you're just some dude i know the truth what i don't want is for someone else to start going yeah he must be hacking look at his score or i know he's hacking which is of course a very dangerous statement because you don't uh for yeah. start and and secondly i know i'm not but what i don't want is to get any kind of a reputation in in the community so what the great thing about being a dice friend is you can just say have a look at my dog tags and tell me do you think i would have those if i was a hacker yeah and that yeah. that tends to just shut them up because they go okay yeah um but yeah i just you know a lot of the time i think you can't i don't i don't know if i can tell the difference all the time i just if someone has a go at me, I just think the general thing is just use humor and deflect it and just go, yeah, whatever, mate. Well, I'm, I, I'm pretty similar. Um, every now and again, uh, I'll jump in the dad in me kicks in, you know, and I try to, uh, I try to talk some reason and things like that into them. Uh, before we get into the next one, chat, if you've got any questions for Sergeant Danger Cow, go ahead and post them here in chat. Um, the moderators are going to be grabbing those. They're going to be sending them over to me and we'll ask, uh, uh, we'll ask Danger about them. Um, I've actually got a story about a young kid. And anyway, this was in Battlefield, though. His, uh, his gamer tag was Marine. And this was back when I ran a competitive team. I was the leader of TWD. And we had brought him in. He was real young. And whenever I've run uh, a team or a community, I, I I almost never put in put an age gap on it. Obviously, I put in, you know, a, a, a warning. You know, you might hear me talk like this or talk like that, what have you. Um, but I, I like to keep it open to as many as I can. And and 
I'll never forget this dude. His name was Marine and he, he joined the team and he was very, very young, but he listened um, like nobody's business. He, he did exactly what was asked of him every time we got in a match. He ended up, uh, uh, I ran TWD for about six years. He was in it the whole time. You know, when he started, when he was 12, when he was 14, he became one of our main squad leaders and went into competitive matches with us. Um, and he continued on even after, even after we shut TWD down, he turned 18, he joined the military, you know, he still calls me, you know, and this, this, this was somebody that, uh, that was, just a member of our squad, you know? Um, and then, you know, about the time he turned 17, 18 years old, he joined the military and, and, you know, I still, I still talk to that kid. Mm. Um, then at the same time, you know, you've got kids that are, uh, that are just completely disrespectful that, you know, you just got to walk away from those most of the time, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that Marine was his name and he was, he was a solid player, a solid kid. And I was, I was just impressed with his age and his level of maturity that he showed, you know? Um, and yeah. And, and his level of dedication, you know, he would often hop into our discord, ask people for, for help with his homework. He even had his mom send in his report cards because we wouldn't let him play in a match if he was failing school, you know, um, <laughs> because they, they was, you know, worried about his school and things like that so i think i think if handled right you know the age gap between us veteran players and and the younger can 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 add a positive impact too you know for sure for sure i mean i think there's a lot of yeah like you say you have to pick and choose who you're gonna um you know take under your wing but i certainly think that there's there's a lot of players out there who just they just want someone to say, show them the ropes or they just want to say, look, I've, you know, I see a lot of videos actually um, like uh, rust is one where you have people raiding communities and they're these toxic kids who come out. And then this one kid was, was constantly attacked by these guys. They had no reason, you know, he had nothing, but they were just, you know, hanging on him. And he finally found this other community and said, I'm really sorry. I need some help. I'm keep getting bullied by these kids. They literally, all of them, there was like 30 of them, just turned up on the doorstep at the base of these two kids and wailed into them, just absolutely blasted the crap out of their base, out of them, nicked all their stuff. They brought this kid into the fold. They taught him what to do. And he's now obviously with them doing whatever. But it's things like that where you you say, you, sometimes you see there are bad, people are always going to be pricks if they're pricks. Okay, they're always going to be an ass, And very little, particularly on the internet, is going to change that. Um, if they think that is how they are going to get respect, that is how they will behave. And that's down to, you know, grassroots stuff at home. That's not down to us as a community. Um, the, the, the fun part comes when you can change someone who is like that and just say, look, you know, take excise them from whatever is influencing that behavior and just say, look, there is another way. You can yeah. be a decent human being. You can let, you know, let us show you the ropes. Let us teach you what to do, bring you in. And if you're, if you continue to be a dick, then you're out. But mm-hmm. if you're, if you're, if you learn from us and you actually turn out, all right, we'll keep you on. We'll, we'll make you part of the team. And I think that there's, there is a line. And this is one of my big things is because, you know, I say this, this is one of my pin, my pin tweet about um, how gamers get a bad rap. Everything, every time something bad happens, like there's a school shooting or something like that. Right. They always look at the game. Oh, he played video games. Oh, it's the video games. It's the video games, isn't it? Like if video games influenced me as a as a child, I would be batting a ball off a wall and just moving horizontally, up, vertically, up and down. The <laughs> it, it's it's complete rubbish. Mm-hmm. And the idea, yes, you can be desensitized, but if it's already in your head to be like that, you will be like that. The video game has very little to do with yep. it and the who recently before the pandemic they were saying video games bad after the pandemic they went oh actually they're not they're actually quite useful they help people deal with issues mentally and i i say this to my wife a lot she's oh you're, you're playing games quite a lot and i said yeah because if i don't i'm gonna go mental i'm going to go mental i can't I have nothing to take out my competitive streak on anymore apart from, but I can't play squash because it's not allowed because of COVID. I, I can't play racquetball. Similarly, I can't play cricket anymore. I'm just, I can't do anything else. Um, and I can't, um, I can't play most of the stuff. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm a competitive guy. That's, that is my, 
major fault is I am uber competitive. So I always want to be the best at whatever I'm doing. I'm not, but I want to be. And I think the, the, the thing is that sometimes not having the ability to prove that I can be better than someone else in whatever capacity. And that sounds stupid because it's a game and all the rest of it, but being able to beat someone in the air or get the drop on someone or outthink someone, which is actually where I take my greatest pleasure is, is for me is key. I can't, I don't think I could deal without gaming because it is such a release from that sort of not having that anymore. Like an old, you know, racehorse that's gonna, uh, bit of a stud going out to start you know I, I like an old racehorse that very clearly in my case been shoved in the corner of a field in a farm somewhere um you know due for the shotgun to the temple soon no doubt but um you know i did just it's you, you can still run the horse can still run mm-hmm. but he just can't do it as much as he wants to so you've got to give him something else to do standing in a field ain't it so the same thing i don't want to be stuck in the field in the corner of a field in a farm i want to be running to the best of my capacity and gaming it's allows like old, me to do that. It's like old Toby Key said, uh, I may not be as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was type of deal, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and yeah, I agree with that. And, and that's kind of why I've jumped into, um, just like you, I'm a huge chess fan. And I think, I think winning a mental battle, um, I enjoy a lot more than winning a gun battle 90% of the time. Um, and, and RP has a lot to do with that. You know, RP, when, when you, when you RP in a game like a GTA or Red Dead or something like that, a lot of it is, is a long game. You know, it's, it's, it's scenarios yeah. that are being played out that you have to, you have to navigate carefully and, and, and make decisions and moves. And that is, you know, it's a mental game. It's a mental game. And I, 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 I thoroughly, uh, thoroughly enjoy that. Um, let's see here back we we do have a question here does your wife uh does your wife play games, does uh, she play games? no she does not it's any, it's any it's kind sadness for me mum no. she, she she occasionally uh she used to play um crazy golf on her mobile phone that was it and um you know she's just never been in that world um she comes from a completely different background to me and you know things like computers and things like that were just not in her, in her life, uh, uh, you know, early doors. So for me, it, you know, it's, I, I try to get her interested in things, but she just doesn't see it. She just doesn't get it, which is fine because I don't get a lot of the stuff she, you know, I clearly do not get fashion. I don't get, you know, I don't, it's for me, it's like I put on some clothes. Do they fit? Probably. Are they, do they match? Possibly. Will anyone look at me and go, he knows what he's doing? Absolutely not. Not at all. Right. So she she knows all the designers. She knows all this. She does that. Um, and But she does. Sorry, I've just seen a question pop up, and I will answer it. She absolutely 100% do what I do, uh, supports what I do, because she knows it's important to me. In the same way that you would support someone's passion, whatever it is, if you've got a partner, particularly a life partner, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't know how long you guys – have been together but i've been with my wife now since uh well it's 25 years i've been together with my wife hello it's my youngest no. goodbye <laughs> no. uh not on my end all right all right i'll keep an eye on it um so okay yeah, sorry I, about that no 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 i was just checking you right um, you know, it's like anything when you've been, one of the things I learned, uh, in a relationship is in fact, it came from the guy, I think it was from the vicar who was going to do our service. He said, remember, you are two people. Remember that you are two people. You have different interests. You have different, pa- you cannot expect to align one person's interests with another. You have a lot of stuff in common and you love each other dearly. But the moment that you say I'm going out and you are expected to come out or I am interested in this and I expect you to be interested in this. No, I will be happy for you if you're happy, but I'm not going to force myself to enjoy something that I'm not ever going to enjoy because that way misery lies and then you just become resentful. So I think for me, it's just support them 100% and she does. She absolutely 100% supports what I'm doing. I'm lucky enough to have a wife that supports, uh, supports what I do and my hobbies. Uh, and I support her just the same, you know, it's a, it's a two way street. Yeah. I'm not into, uh, uh, 
a lot of things that she's into as far as uh, some of the crafts she does. Uh, but as far as games, my wife does play one game all the time, and that's that's Uno on her phone. And she is like, she's like number one in her bracket. She is she she is about that life. Um, yeah, yeah. So I can I can relate to that as well. Um, we had another question here. Um, do you have any plans on getting back into content creating? If you guys haven't seen uh, uh, Danger's uh, Battlefield 3 uh, ballet, uh, uh, ballet uh, video montage, that is, I, I watched it just a little bit before, before the show. And uh, if you've ever played Battlefield 3, it in a minute and 30 second basically is an in-depth tutorial of how to play every single class. Um, in a minute and 30 seconds it is absolutely amazing so are you are you going to be doing some more stuff like that um, um yeah i mean I'd, I'd like to say that i am um i think i think youtube is more go is going to be more sort of funny idea videos like that like that that um kernel ordering the v1 more of that sort of stuff um and i think for me that's where i'm going to focus my youtube stuff on i'm going to probably create the kernel character, flesh him out, and then do more of that sort of stuff. Uh, but I am coming back into streaming. I am going to be looking probably at Facebook rather than Twitch, um, just because I find it's a little bit more ahead of the curve. Um, and I'm just, do you know what? I'm just going to have fun. If, it, you know, it would be great if it pays out, uh, you know, a chunk of cash or whatever that I can stick in a holiday fund. But the reality is that for me, it's mainly just about having fun and, and talking to people I know. And it's, you know, like the Game Changer program, you know, the, the reason that the Game Changers are Game Changers is because they get on with other people. They're not egotistical numpties. And so, and the ones that are get, get weeded out pretty damn quickly. And it's like going into the best lobby of players because you're all there having fun. And if someone does well, you call them a bugger for doing well, but you congratulate them. Well done, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, that's what I want. I just want an, I just want a community that want to be there because they find me, if not entertaining, at least someone that I, they can talk to or they can talk to other people and they can just st stick me on mute for God's sakes. I don't care, but that's what I want to do. So I think streaming into Facebook and then YouTube will be kind of some CFE stuff and some montage based stuff and then the kernel. 